0: What's going on, guys? Welcome to The Modern Man Podcast, where we connect men in pursuit of their potential. Join us as we embrace discomfort, cultivate community, and put wind in each other's sails. If you're ready to take your personal and professional growth to the next level, be sure to like, share, and subscribe to the podcast. And don't forget to check out the Noble Knights Mastermind Group, where you'll find the support, accountability, and mentorship you need to achieve your goals. Join us and become a part of a community of like minded men on a mission to improve themselves and elevate their capacity for life. We're getting a little bit of wind in our sails today from our guest out of Poland. Welcome, Edward
1: Sturm. What's going hey, on, man? Hey, man, that's a great introduction. Dude, I I'm, appreciate so, it. I'm so hyped to be on this podcast and to talk about being a man. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, actually, this is like actually one of my favorite topics. We were right before, right before this, we were talking about, uh, the way of the superior man, which is yeah. it. like, if you're listening to this podcast and you haven't read that book, I, I, you're going to hate me for saying this, but like pause the podcast, read that book and then come back to the podcast because <laughs> that book is so critical to being, to being a man. It's, it's so like, I read I read that book when I was twenty five and I was going through a, a failing relationship. I was being broken up with, which is a horrible feeling. Mm-hmm. And I and that book explained to me why I was being broken up with. And uh, it, I read it too late to like it, it was it was like too little too late in the in that relationship. But then yeah. after I read that, I never had a relationship where someone wanted to break up with me. It was always always I was always the one who who chose. And yeah, um, and 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 it was because like. what i learned in that book it's just one of it's not just about relating to a significant other it's it's relating to the world it's relating to your work it's really it's relating to your family and your partner Mm -hmm. and your friends it's it's like the most important book on being a man and uh it's cool that it's one of your favorite books as well because yeah yeah
0: I, i put i put out a list every year the top x amount of books every man should read for the X year. So this year was the top 23 books. Every man should year in 2023 to uh, up their growth. And uh, that's one of them. And, you know, it's it's one of the staples in the collection, right? And part of, you know, being a modern man is, is being well-read, educated, and understanding self and relationships with others. But Edward, man, I want to make sure that, the the audience, the the watchers on YouTube, the guests that are the the, the you, the, the audience that's listening, I want to give you guys an opportunity to get acquainted. So take the floor really quick, introduce yourself and tell us where you're from, what you do, and then we can kind of get into the nitty gritty because, I mean, I failed to mention entrepreneur, uh, self-improvement fanatic, a world traveler, <laughs> taking the time out of Poland to be with us. So
1: please let the folks know who you are, man. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm Edward Sturm. You can find me on Twitter. Show progress. That's that's my. I like the show progress, and that's my handle on Twitter. Or I'm really active on TikTok. I, I'm like I've been posting. I'm really big on doing every doing doing things every day for years and seeing a long term vision. So mm. like 140 days ago, I said I'm going to post every day on TikTok. I'm going to make. Uh, I'm going to make videos about my startups and about like what I'm doing for my businesses and what I'm learning, what I'm learning about tech and marketing and yeah and things that I'm doing for my companies. And so I post about I post like 2 to 4 videos a day doing that and now I'm up to like 23,000 followers. The handle is it's build in public um on TikTok and I recently had the most viewed video in the world on the Silicon Valley Bank collapse. I made uh, I made a vi- a video explaining the Silicon Valley Bank collapse. Um, it, it was I, it was Bing AI chat explaining the collapse in monkey banana terms using monkey banana speech, and it's, <laughs> a, it's a really funny video. I, I got it from a viral thread on Twitter, and actually the, that guy who wrote it, we became friends, and he he like responded to the video, and it went super viral. I think it's up to like four point two million views, nice. and. And I get those things because I, I'm, I'm just focused on it's okay if you fail on day one, two, three, whatever. If you keep trying something, you'll eventually make it. And so, um, yeah, you can find me on TikTok and build in public, Twitter, show progress, Instagram, edward.builds. And uh, yeah, so my my story, um, so I'm one of the first, I guess I'm, I'm one of the first viral video creators on YouTube. because mm-hmm. I, I was making viral videos there. Um, I was one of the first people doing it. I've had like hundreds of millions of views on on my videos. And uh I was while I was doing that, I was also working at New York City nightclubs. I was promoting at like the biggest clubs in the world and seeing like people like Leonardo DiCaprio every night and yeah. having drinks with like Buster Rhymes, and stuff like that. <laughs> it was like crazy. And um then I I got out, I wanted to get into tech. All my friends from Nightlife were getting into tech, and I, I didn't understand the value of long-term persistence. So mm-hmm. I didn't stick with like YouTube because I just know, I, I didn't even understand where YouTube would go, like what it would become. And so I got into SEO and I became, I guess, like one of the best search engine optimizers in the world. I, I've done SEO for Microsoft, ADP, Procter & Gamble, Time Inc, big companies and lots of SMBs. Uh, I got into blockchain and I ran the biggest blockchain meetup in the world. And me and my friends, we created the first play to earn game in crypto. So we literally made like the first real video game in crypto. It was wild. We made like a million dollars in under 48 hours. This nice. was in 2018. And then we lost all of it because we didn't, because we, we were young and immature. And, uh, it, and when we launched a game, the price of of ether was at $1,400. And by the time we released the game, it was like at 80. It was, it was like, um, that's a crazy story. And, uh, <laughs> Yeah, now I have like a voice startup that's getting new customers every day. It's called Reverb. I post the statistics about it on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we have like 120 customers. We get like two to four customers every day. We'll probably increase that dramatically over the next couple of weeks Weeks because we're putting in all these iterations. Yeah. And uh, I'm writing a lot on my website, edwardssturm.com, I'm writing a ton about like what I'm learning. Um, oh, and then I have this other project called Commit Club. Which incentivizes you to uh, maintain a daily habit by, like, staking crypto or staking. So staking cash, or, or it could be like credit card too. Staking mm-hmm. cash or having your friends hold you accountable. But the point is to do something every day. So you say like, you say like, okay, I'm going to med- meditate for the next 30 days in a row, and my friends are going to get a notification if I if I'm about to miss a day, and then they can keep you accountable or I'm going to put a hundred dollars down on this. And if I miss a day, I lose my money. Wow. And uh, yeah. So we have that project too. Man, and, I, and yeah, I've been, I've been meaning to tell you, Edward, I, I really think you stop being
0: lazy and start doing some things out there. Probably. Yeah. I got it. I got <laughs> to, I got yeah, to get out
1: of the house. I don't know.
0: Since, right. No, yeah, dude, that, that that's amazing. Everything that you you've yeah. done everything that you're doing and and continue to do it. And we weren't even five minutes in and I already was writing down notes. One thing about seeing a long-term vision that you mentioned and
1: kind of. Dude, it was, that's been the biggest mistake in my life. Uh, That's like, like in my early, when you're, when you're in your early twenties, you kind of just want, you want to do everything. You want to have the craziest, busiest, craziest life that you can. And what you don't realize is that the craziness actually comes from sticking with something. Mm -hmm. and um like the most successful people that i know they they stuck they saw something out for at least a few years and it's like after i i have this thing now called it's called the two-year rule and you just gotta you just gotta expect like that there's a good chance you might not get any traction within your first two years but after two years you'll get a lot of traction and after five years you'll be set and then like after 10 years, if if you really stick with it, like you'll be like a hundred millionaire or more. Yeah. And that's, that's what I've realized now in, in like the wisdom of age, that's, <laughs> that's what, that's what, that's what I realized now. It's, it's really just, it's, you get the craziest opportunities when, when you understand a market, when you understand a skill and when you have top of mind awareness in that market, and then mm. you get the craziest opportunities how do you find
0: the kind of where those three collide for anybody that's listening they might think to themselves man i don't i don't know what's going on you've been able to do so much how do you identify those three things
1: understanding the market need how you fit in it and things like that this is going to sound wildly cliche and i don't but it's just what it is like you got to do since you're going to be doing something for a long time it needs to be something that you're very interested in I don't want to say passionate about that's, that's too generic, but it, it does have to be something that you're really interested in. Something that you could, that you want to learn more about, that you can read about, that you can do all day, that you find very fun, that you find very interesting. Mm-hmm. And, and understand that you're going to be doing that for a couple of years. And, and, and that's like, so, so it's like, it could be, it could be gaming. Like it could be gaming on Twitch. It could be gaming on YouTube. Um it could be it could be reviewing movies. Uh, it could be it could be making images and now you're making images with AI and before you were doing it with photoshop and and photography. There are all sorts of things. Yeah. and but but it's you got to stick with something for a while and um and put yourself out there. put yourself out there as well. I think if you go hard putting yourself out there, it takes like six months to develop a monetizable audience and hmm. Yeah. And then and like beyond those six months, like years into the future, this is this is like one of my favorite phrases in the world that I tell everyone and everyone knows it. And I don't care. I keep saying it. But like everyone under everyone overestimates what they can do in two weeks and underestimates what they can do in two years. Yeah. And yeah, I'm sure you've heard that before. I'm sure everyone listening has heard that before. But it's just we forget it. We forget it. We forget it. We, We so often confuse the forest for the trees so, mm-hmm. so often. All right. Enough with the platitudes, but yeah. That's, <laughs> I, yeah, yeah. I,
0: I love it because you've been able to do so many serious things. You mentioned companies like Microsoft Procter and Gamble doing SEO work for them or whatnot, but it also with, you know, Hey, I got the most viral TikTok video with, was it AI talking in monkey talk with the banana, but like, yeah. so there's, there's this duality to you, which I love, man, which is, you're doing these serious things because when people think Procter and Gamble and, and Microsoft, they're thinking, you know, button up and whatnot, but you're also like, and I have this social where I I did this awesome viral video, which was cool. How do you clash the two together? And how do you have um I guess the duality of doing these serious things, but also not taking yourself too seriously, as so many people tend to do?
1: Um Actually so when we made it's it's really funny I, I had a friend visiting me here in Warsaw in Poland and he's his career is now like blowing up more than it's ever blown up and he was doing something that I was doing in 2018 so in 2018 that's when we had a crypto game that that blew up and I was getting recognized I was going to conferences and people were recognizing me um and I started taking myself too seriously and uh, that for like for my dating life that year was terrible because no one finds someone who takes themselves too seriously attractive, and uh, and it was okay it was good for like social life because everyone wants to be friends with a winner, and I, I was like I was winning then but like I think relationships are very important and it's hard to have a, a healthy relationship and to relate to the people that you're attracted to when um when you take yourself too seriously and so uh i guess what you know what happened i went to europe and i had no friends in europe so i needed to start making new friends and i'm like okay i'm just going to talk to people and i'll crack a few eggs but that's the only way to make an what is it that's the only way to make an omelet i think that's Mm -hmm. the same yeah but but i'm like yeah like things will be uncomfortable at first and then i'll and and i'll like um I, I, when I was like, I was the most smooth person during my New York City nightlife days. And, uh, and then during this game, I took myself too seriously, I was overworked. And uh, I was just working myself way too hard. And so yeah, I get to Europe, and I need to make more new friends. And so I'm just like, whatever, like, I kind of have this belief that if I just stick to something, I can do anything. So Mm -hmm. I'm like, yeah, if I just like talk to people every day, in like 30 days, I, I really like 30 day challenges. So I'm like, I'll do this for 30 days in a row. And uh, if I miss a day, I have to give my friend money or something like that. And uh, that's why we created commit club off that like premise. But yeah, but um, yeah, so how do I not take myself too seriously? I, I fail a lot. And yeah, and, my, and so the story, the story of my friend is my friend's career is blowing up, and he came to visit me. And he was taking himself way too seriously because his career was blowing up as well. And he was tight and he, he was nervous and he felt like he was, he was too cool for like to, to meet new people. And, um, and he, he even realized it and now he's working on it. And so, uh, I guess it's just the awareness of, of why someone might take themselves too seriously. And also the awareness that if someone doesn't like you, it doesn't matter because other people will. Yeah. Um, And by putting myself out there, I'm able to not take myself very seriously. That's like the real way to do it. You just got to you just got to talk to people. And uh, yeah,
0: just be yourself, kind of just put yourself out there. Say, hey, this is me
1: being yourself is really hard. If if you're if you have social anxiety, it's Mm -hmm. like crushingly difficult. If you have social anxiety, you can't do it. In fact, I'll say that you just you can't be yourself if you have social anxiety. That's the definition of it, because the anxiety gets in the way. And the thing about social anxiety that a lot of people don't realize is that it's, it's like, or lack of social anxiety is a muscle like, like, like any other, and it gets, it gets stronger when you practice when you when you talk to people more, the more you talk to people, the more you meet new people, the more you become comfortable with someone not liking you, then you don't feel the anxiety and you can actually be yourself. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people, when they're fully themselves, people really love them. People love them so much. but I, like because i I used to feel a lot of social anxiety, and I remember I would think, man, I, I wish I could just act the way that I'm acting with my friends, but with these like new people and uh, that was something that I thought a lot, and then with practice, I was able to do that.
0: Yeah, I want to go back to uh when you referenced um the book waves of the superior man and you said you were getting broken up with at the time
1: yeah um
0: what is the difference between the edward then
1: and the edward now oh man that was a weak man 25 25 year old that was a strong man who became a weak man and i'll tell you what happened um so i had these viral videos I didn't even realize at the time I was such a dumb kid. I didn't realize that I could make money with YouTube. I didn't realize I could do like daily vlogging. Yeah. Um, and, uh, God, man, I, I, and so, and, and I was working in nightlife and all of my friends, you don't make a lot of money working in New York city nightlife. And all of my friends were getting into tech. And, um, I kind of, I kind of realized that, that I needed to, I needed to switch out of nightlife. And this, this, this girl that I was dating, she's, she's, she was, she was, and still is. She's amazing. She's an amazing person. And uh, so, so she was still going out to these clubs. We met, we met in like the clubs, and um, she was meeting like famous people every night, like like Leo and and Knicks players and football players, all other people. And I was this confused kid who didn't know what he was doing with his life and and who felt insecure because technology was a new wave i didn't know anything about business i didn't know anything about tech i didn't know anything about finance and i was really insecure about it and I'm, and and she was meeting all these people who weren't insecure they they were crushing it in their careers and they 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 were older and they knew a lot i was 25 like a lot of people a lot of men when they're 25 they're not men they're boys yeah and, still figuring uh, out Still figuring it out we all we're all figuring it out and yeah. maybe what I, in 10 years from now'll be like yeah that kid that guy, that guy that was a little boy yeah but yeah but but I, I felt really insecure and I think that's the most um I, I don't I don't want I don't want to ruin ruin it for people who are insecure but I felt insecure and she wasn't attracted to that and yeah um and she you know she gave me she was very generous and and gave me a lot of months but I just was it, it was it was I was too insecure about my future and about what I was doing and about where my friends were and where I was in life and, and about like, I'm not a Knicks player. I'm not a, I'm not Leo. And yeah. And that's why I got broken up with. And that's why like now, now I have a lot of, I guess I have a lot of, I have very high self-esteem. Um, I have a lot of positive reference experiences that, that tell me I'm pretty cool. And you um, right. I'm yeah, thank you. Yeah. But uh, I'm 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 all right. And but and uh I also yeah I I have a lot of positive reference experiences. And um I've been meditating every day for the last like 12 years as well. That that's like helped. I think meditation is very important, exercising is very important. So I've been doing that for the last 12 years as well. I I I love that you said I was a weak man and you
0: you referenced that into being insecure because I think that's so true. A lot of people think that when we talk about weak man, strong man, we're talking about, you know, examples of strength and muscles. Yeah. And, you know, that's not always the case. When no. you talk about a strong man, it's more of a a secure man, right? Yeah. And, and kind of what you're saying is, you're like, I have my daily practices, I meditate, and, you know, I I have my routines, I work out, and I have the foundation that gives me the confidence in who I am, because I think you're right. I think the attractiveness when we look for a spouse is that spouse is looking for certainty. Right. I, I said um it's a true. while ago, it's I tweeted really true. It's yeah, really true. I tweeted that, you know, boys are confident, men are certain. And what the yeah. what I'm certain about is I'm certain about my direction. I'm, yeah. Yeah. I, I'm you am not certain about yeah. where I'm gonna be, but I, I'm yeah, certain in the neither. direction. Me neither. But I'm um, yeah, I'm certain my direction. Yeah, man. And and that's I think that's where the comfort in a spouse comes. It's like, it's like if you're on a plane and the pilot's like, uh, welcome on board. I think we're going to be heading to, you're like, oh man, get me off this flight, right? But the pilot's all smooth. He's like, oh, we're going to be cruising at 30,000 feet. Destination is 72 degrees right now. It's going to be a smooth, like I'm going to get you there. When the pilot says, I'm going to get you there, you feel comfortable. Yeah. Be the pilot that gets someone there, right? For the guys that are listening that might be insecure, I think it's important not for us to quote unquote focus on, physical strength alone, but I think it's important for us to focus on direction. Where are we going? What are we building? What are we working towards? That's why I love what you you talked about with the long-term vision and, and uh, what was it? It was the commit, com- commit club. The commit club. Yeah. I love that because you have the accountability set up. Talk a little bit more about that, like the accountability, because so many of us, we build a reputation on what we're going to do. Right. But we never actually pony up the money or tell oh, yeah. our friend what we're thinking. Oh, yeah. Oh, Leading yeah. to that
1: accountability. Dude, I have, um, I have, uh, I have like a bunch of daily challenges going right now that I've, that, that, that I've literally pledged money on using my own app. So if I fail, I lose the money. One is a nofap challenge. I'm huge. I'm The longest I went was uh, for, with nofap, I was living in Kiev and I, I, I was, I was, oh man, I, yeah. I, I guess there's very little chance of anyone, of, of the girl that I'm seeing listening, But I was, oh man, <laughs> should I say this?
0: Say um, it for the listeners
1: in the viewers. I'll say for, yeah. Oh, so I was, it I was, I was dating, I was dating all these girls at the time, and, um, and I just kind of, uh, I, I just kind of thought that I would be a better, I would be like a better lover, um. I feel that. All right, should I have said that? But I was, I was, yeah, I had a lot of relationships and I thought I would be a better lover if I stopped masturbating. And, um, because I, I, my rationale in this was if I couldn't make myself orgasm and I had to get it from my partners, I would appreciate them a lot more. Mm-hmm. And that's what happened. I I started appreciating them a lot more. Um, and I, I was kind of, I was kind of a dick before. Yeah. To be honest. Um, and, uh, and, and then I became, I, I, I be, I turned into someone who like all, everyone who I dated after this period, I'm friends with. They are, they are, they are my friends. We talk, we see how, how, how we're doing. I have a girlfriend now and I'm monogamous now, but, but I have like, no one, no one dislikes me. Whereas um, in my early twenties, when I was going out to these clubs and working these clubs, a lot of, the, I don't talk to those people, most mm-hmm. of them. And they, they just think I'm an asshole. And do, uh, do you think I,
0: it's the difference of the relationships in terms of like how you showed up? Because I do think there's a lot to say in terms of, being um like honest open transparent and just like listen this is this is what i'm doing this is what i'm in for this is what my expectations are in
1: in this relationship that as well i don't i i, I don't lie i don't lie in relationships I, i'm a huge into that i'm huge into not lying i think it just creates a lot of problems it creates a lot of open threads that you got to remember and it's 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 it's, it's so much healthier to not lie so i don't lie if there's something that i don't want to talk about it i don't talk about it or i make jokes like why are you asking why are you asking these things i I like don't ask these things Mm -hmm. i will be like that but i i don't i don't talk i i i I, but i don't openly like flagrantly lie i don't do that Mm -hmm. um and uh and and i guess the other thing is i i'm like you know in my early 20s i didn't know what type of person i wanted and now because i've had a bunch of relationships that didn't work out i know i know what i want in a partner i have all these check boxes mm-hmm. um clarity. on what i want what Clared. you get clarity yeah, it's so time. important it's so important it's so important and and i don't i don't even go out to nightclubs anymore i'm i'm like i'm just t- kind of tired of that and and here in here in warsaw like well, I have a, I have a girlfriend, so it doesn't even matter. But, but even before I met this, I met, I met this, this girl in Barcelona when I was living there and she's there and I'll go back to Barcelona soon. So, so we can be together. And, mm-hmm. and uh, so when I was in Barcelona, I wasn't even doing nightlife. There's great nightlife in Barcelona. I was in Rome before that. I wasn't doing, wasn't doing it there as well. And um, it's, it's, I I, I kind of just have like a more sustainable approach to dating now than I did when I was in my early twenties. How have you chosen
0: where to move around where, I mean, you're a world traveler, you've lived in different countries. Um, do you kind of go with the flow? Do you kind of follow kind of this, this specific path that you're going around the world or are you kind of just picking different countries and, testing them out, seeing what you
1: think, and just kind of being a nomad? I really like safe countries that are really easy to live in, that have good infrastructure. Um, believe it or not, Kiev was all of these things. Kiev is my second favorite city in the world. I'm from Brooklyn. New York City is my favorite city. Home is my favorite place. And Kiev is my second favorite city. Actually, everything about it was amazing. Um, so I like... You know, it's crazy. Like here in Warsaw, I can just I, I can walk around with like my phone in my hand, lightly gripping it and my head turned and and not giving an F, like not care because it's so, so safe here. No one's going to jack my phone. Nice. And in Barcelona, there's a much higher chance of that happening in, in South America. From what I've heard, I've never been to South America. So this is only from what I've heard. And sorry if I'm if I'm wrong, but I heard that there's a good chance that you'll have something stolen. Mm-hmm. and uh but i never i never had to worry about that in the places that i live um what it, got so, you started to travel like what what was the
0: like i mean because you're doing nightlife and you're you're in new york you're transitioning well, to tech the and, and you like let's
1: like, go the nightlife was like five years before i started traveling but um i started traveling because i had this game blow up and it was my first like really big success and um so I was in New York for, I think, a year and a quarter after that. So 1.25 years. And then one of my co-founders for that game, he went to Europe. And I was always the kid who never left New York. I, and I had a lot of friends travel and they would leave and they would go live abroad. And I'm like, no, why would I do that? New York has everyone and everything. That's what I would tell everyone. New York has everyone and everything. Why would I leave? And um, and, and then I'm kind of, I was like turning 30. and uh, this co-founder went to Germany. And so I'm like, you know, I, I, I'm turning 30. I should see what else is out there. And my, my friend and my co-founder is doing it. So I'll do it too. And, um, I thought it would be gone for like, for like four to six months. Um, and then I turned it into a year because I was just really enjoying it. And I was living in Kiev when, when COVID happened. And I had actually a flight booked back to New York before COVID, I I booked a flight back to New York. So I was going to go home after a year and COVID happened and I had to make a decision. Should I board an emergency flight back to New York or should I stay in Kiev? And, um, I chose Kiev. I think it was the right decision. Uh, and I, so I ended up living in Kiev for two years. Um, and then 20 last year was supposed to be a year of like crazy stability. I got a lease in Kiev starting in January. And then I had to leave, uh, actually left on Valentine's day last year because, uh, the war fears were mounting Mm -hmm. and, um, I was going to return the war started. I couldn't return. And so, um, I had to, you know, what's dictated a lot of where I've lived. Actually, I'll tell you it's the Schengen rules. So, a lot of Americans don't even know what the Schengen area is, but it's no. basically like the biggest countries in Europe belong to the Schengen area. Mm. Um, so that's like that's like France, Germany, Spain, Italy, like um, just the biggest, like the biggest, most notable countries in Europe yeah. belong to, to Schengen. Schengen uh, rules? Yeah. So, so there's Schengen visa rules. And so as an American, you can just go to Europe, which is like when you when people say Europe, what they really mean is Schengen. So you can go to Schengen, these big countries that I just mentioned, and you can stay for a maximum of 90 days out of 180 days. Mm -hmm. And, um, and so I would go to different places and, uh, and I would get really comfortable and then I'd have to leave because, because of these rules Mm -hmm. and, 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 a lot of these, a lot of countries have similar rules, like countries in the Baltics, they have like 90 days out of 180 days. So Mm -hmm. I like the stability. But then I always have to leave. And um, it turns out I didn't notice at the time, but actually, the the United States has agreements with a lot of countries where they're if you do specific things, you can stay in that country for more than 90 days. Mm -hmm. Um, But I didn't realize that at the time. Um, and so, yeah, so I moved around a lot because I just, I had to, so I wouldn't overstay my visa. What have you learned in your travels? What would you say?
0: Um, you could, you wish you could teach some of our listeners, our viewers, maybe a young Edward, um, from the travels. Oh, dude, I would have told, I
1: would have told young Edward to, to start doing it immediately. Like a lot of people think living abroad is really expensive. It's actually the, it's actually the opposite. Living in the United States is really expensive um especially especially like i i don't know how is it where you are like compared to like a city like new york or something or miami um comparable uh it's cheaper yeah yeah it's comparable? cheaper but it's comparable it's getting up yo, there man yo, <laughs> yo. it's getting up there yeah so um live even even main countries in europe like even italy you might like you might pay for a nice apartment. Like okay, I'll t- for a really nice one bedroom apartment in Barcelona. Really nice, like like newly renovated with modern appliances. Mm-hmm. You'll pay twelve hundred dollars in out. Barcelona. No, that's that's true. Twelve hundred, twelve hundred. And you couldn't get and, that in Charlotte. Yeah, and and in New York, the same apartment would go for in the same location. The same apartment would probably go for like for like five or six a month. Yeah. So, so people really don't realize like just how, how much money you you actually save living in Europe. That's number one. Number two is, um, and, and that's specific with the traveling thing, but like mm-hmm. number two is like, I I just kind of believe that anyone can make it on their own. If you want it, if you expand, want it, not everyone wants it. Yeah. Expand,
0: expand on that. Not,
1: not every, not, not everyone wants it. Like I, like, um, I know plenty of people who who have had full-time jobs working for other people for a long time and they're really comfortable doing that. And, and that's fine. Um, I hope I I keep pressuring them, try to work remote because I I just think being in Europe, is so, so great. Um, but, um, but I, I do believe that if you want to make it on your own, You can, maybe you'll need to work part-time or full-time and do something on the side. Maybe you'll need to, but if you actually like, here's what most people do when they work a full-time job, they're tired and they don't have anything outside of work that really, that really excites them, that really gets into their, into their body and excites them. And so what they do is after work, they go and they have a drink or they go and they watch, they, they, they watch Netflix. Um, and that's, and that's what they do. Or maybe they work all the time and all they have is like weekends, weekends off. And, and then they, that's what they do. And so the whole thing about like, like work on what gets you excited is if you're working on something that truly excites you, it, it, like, it actually doesn't feel like work. Like, and and everyone says (laughs) this, but no one gets, but everyone says this, but it, it's really like, You can, the market is so big, you can make money off so many in so many different ways in so many different niches. Like, I was listening to a podcast, um, I was listening yesterday, and and there was a guy who was talking about he literally has a he has like he either does it himself or he has an agency and he and he just cleans up dog poop from lawns when snow melts and he makes 300 grand a year doing that just cleaning dog poop off lawns. Nice. And it's increasing year over year because because he just started building an SEO funnel for it. Some might call yeah. that a crappy job, but the pay's not. Some might like, oh, a crappy job.
0: Yo. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't help it. I couldn't help it. it low, Yo. Low-hanging low-hanging <laughs> yeah. Fruit. Oh, man. No, I I love that because that I think that's so true. There's a lot of people who have identified what they might be interested in, but they just dabble or they didn't start. Or some people might have identified where, okay, I'm home from work, but I just don't have the time, Ted, or man, I'm just tired, Ted. And I'm like, listen, you know, no, no disrespect. But, you know, I've been up since 220 this morning. I'm sitting here. On a podcast with you you're in poland it's nighttime over here it's 2 46 in the afternoon i've been up for over 12 hours worked a full shift got a workout in did a school talk that's amazing yo. Even coming home i'm sitting down like okay i got this podcast with that's edward what's up. i got
1: another one after this so like wow yo that's what's I, up do you do so do you do actually i'm curious do you like do cold exposure or wim hof breathing or anything I do. So I do win yeah.
0: everything. I do. I have an ice barrel. I have the CEO of ice barrel on, um, on, on the podcast. Make sure to check that out on YouTube. And all your yeah. Yeah, yeah. Platforms. But, um, yeah, I had the CEO of ice barrel on the podcast, got myself an ice barrel and I love it. I use that all the time. I actually did a community ice plunge with some friends, which was the coldest ice plunge that I've ever done. We had like an inch of ice on the water and we did five minutes each, but yeah, it's it's, it's about building mental fortitude because kind of what you said, when you're interested in something, you're, you're going to, it's not going to feel like work, but you're also going to encounter some things around what you like doing that you don't want to do. Right. So like podcasting is great, but you know, you got to edit the audio. You got to write the show notes. You got, you, you have to, you have to do all the things in the back end, market it, post it. Not everything's going to be, uh, your favorite part of it. And then when you get to a certain aspect, a certain level, you could outsource some things, yeah. right. And you could focus on what you like, but I keep telling people, it's like, find something. I don't care what it is. If you like it, if you're, if you're passionate and you're, or you're interested in it, just lean in and see what happens and start
1: just, engrossing yourself in that niche man Uh, you know i think the other thing the other thing that i failed to mention is um it's really motivating when you when you actually have like a long-term vision for how big whatever it is that you're doing can get Mm -hmm. um i think that's that's really so um something that something that i realized is that like it's never it's it's never easier to to wake up early and to get very little sleep when things are going your way, when Mm -hmm. your business is doing well and your relationships are solid um, and, and, and you have like positive metrics on whatever you're doing. Um, And it's never harder conversely to get out of bed when you're confused. And um, when progress is taking slower than you thought. And in those times, it's really easy to lose, to lose your vision, to lose track of like why you're doing this in the first place and what you imagine this turning into. And then it becomes like a downward spiral. And actually, one of my favorite tools is, is uh stream of consciousness journaling where Mm. I'll, yeah, what's one of my favorite, that was, that's also, that's something that I wish I could have given to my younger self. Is stream of consciousness journaling
0: is that the one habit you would probably recommend people do? Um, I uh, had that down as a question. I'm just making sure. That's so that's it like,
1: uh <laughs> that, that's up there. Um, I mean, I do so many, dude. I do so many weird habits. I eat raw garlic every morning. Yeah, uh, yeah. Makes your nostrils cool. go. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. It does. It's great. It's great. Um, and so I, that that's another thing. Also, this is a crazy thing. And my girlfriend doesn't think this is the case, but I just, I, I don't believe her. I think, I think garlic, raw garlic is an aphrodisiac. I think okay. raw garlic, I, I really think that I think I, I, I had some experiences, which I won't talk about on the podcast that suggest that raw garlic is an aphrodisiac. And I'm going to explain why it's because biologically we are attracted to signs of health mm-hmm. and um the like raw garlic really is like one of the healthiest things that you can eat and yeah it, yeah it, it's it's antibacterial it's antiviral it promotes healthy flora healthy yeah healthy flora in your gut um and uh it's it like when i started doing raw garlic i just i i stopped getting sick i really got sick so much less than i was than i was before nice. and um it's so, it's so good. and so I think it's an aphrodisiac because it it's it smells really strong and and it's a sign of health. I love it.
0: What um, what do you use or how do you stay on top of like the trends and everything? Because it's almost like yeah, from YouTube to blockchain, TikTok, it, you seem very in tune on like where things are going. You even mentioned the use in, in your, in your TikTok video of AI, which is, is big. And we only have a few minutes left on the podcast. Oh, Cause no. I know we could probably do a whole podcast on AI.
1: Dude, I was, I'm, um, just, just, I'm just getting into it now. Oh man. Yeah. Uh, but Yeah. Well, that's, but well, that's the problem. So that's, that's actually a lot of people, they want to jump around. They do, they want to do what's hot. And I think that's actually a mistake. Correct. Um, I think that's, I think that's a huge mistake. I think, uh, figure out it's like again like figure out what you love and maybe if you're doing something within the realm of what you love it's okay but if you're building a brand i think keep building that brand Mm -hmm. um everyone wants to jump from from the from like the metaverse to nfts to, to ai and it's just um if you actually like you actually stick with something you'll you'll make you'll make more like Sorry, you'll most likely make way more money than you would if you jumped around to all these things and wasted all this time trying to get a flash in the pan success that would turn into something bigger. Linear that. growth is a lot easier to achieve than a than a huge, huge, huge explosive growth. Mm-hmm. Uh, in my in, in my opinion, in my from my experience. But um I actually I love this uh 10-minute podcast that I that I listen to every day called The Hustle mm-hmm. Um by I this guy, that. Sam Parr. Yeah, it's great. And uh so that keeps me, that keeps me on point. Um, I listen to the all in podcast. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm very fascinated by this stuff as well. So that helps. Um, and uh, I think a, a strength that I have is I'm just not afraid to look stupid. So I'll ask dumb questions. Yeah. And uh, it's amazing. You know, when you, when you're willing to ask dumb questions, it's amazing how many people don't actually know the answers themselves. to the things they're talking about, because yeah. like, like you will ask, like people will be saying some, something and they'll use like a big word. And you mm-hmm. think that they they, they that they know what they're talking about because they're using this big word. But actually they're using this big word because they heard it from somebody else and they want to seem smart. And since you are comfortable with yourself, you will ask them what what it means and they won't be able to explain it. And, um, and then you end up looking very smart because you're, you're like, I actually think the smartest people are the ones who who are like, I don't know what that means. Like, can you, can you explain that? So yeah. I just, by asking questions, I think, um, I'm tuned in pretty well. And I, I, think, I think, I think it's like a universal, like other smart people recognize that somebody else is smart when they can ask questions. Yeah, no, I
0: love that, and it, you have to ask those questions because, I mean, like I said, I did a school talk earlier, and some of those kids ask the most intuitive questions, and I'm yeah. like, man, you guys, you guys, are amazing. Uh, really quick, is we only have a couple more minutes, but I wanted to know what is your biggest
1: failure? Biggest failure? My biggest failure is not sticking with things. So, um, like, okay, our crypto game did well, but we lost all that money, and we got out too soon. Mm. Like we got out when the price we, the price of f was what fourteen hundred when we launched it was eighty by the time we got the game out and yeah. um we we didn't we didn't use that money to develop the game we 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 kept it in the smart contract until we actually got the game out but um by the time we had the money it was it was like virtually worthless uh and then and yeah and now it's seventeen hundred as of yeah we 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 took we we turned a lot of it to to cash. And, um, and the companies that launched after us, which were inspired by us, literally they like Jack elements from our landing page, like literally it's a CSS. They like took icons and language, all these things. So some of those companies ended up being multi-billion dollar companies right. and, and they launched after us doing the same thing we did and doing it, doing it a lot, doing a much poorer job than us. Um, so uh, the, my biggest failure is just not sticking with things. Like I look at where I could have been, I I'm, I'm like, I've done okay in life. I'm, I've, I think I've had a very impressive life for sure. Mm-hmm. But, um, something that I regret is that I've bounced around so much, to be honest. And I, I look at like what I could have done with YouTube and I, I could have done daily vlogging and turned into like a Casey Neistat type character. I could have stuck with the SEO stuff instead of getting into blockchain mm-hmm and turned into like someone like Neil Patel. We could have stuck with the blockchain game and and turned that into the the several, the multi-billion dollar companies that I mentioned. And um, we were impatient and we didn't know that success t- can take a long time. And yeah. uh, we looked at the companies that got it fast and not at the companies that got it slow because, because the, the, here's the truth about success. It's often really unsexy and as a result, it doesn't get reported on. And as a result yeah. of that, a lot of people don't know that that's, that that's the reality, which is that it's unsexy and it takes a while and you mm-hmm. got to be patient. And so now what I'm doing with all of my businesses, with everything that I'm doing is I'm being patient and I know that I'm going to keep at them for years. And I know that if I do that, some crazy things will happen. And let me tell you this with TikTok as like a perfect example. I made two, I said two to four, but some days I was making eight. I made like two to eight TikToks every day before I had my first viral video. And then it was like a hockey stick, stick growth up. Yeah. And I went from like in a matter of five days, I was like, it was day 85 of posting consistently. And I was at like 1400 followers and five days later I was at 7,000 followers. Yeah. And, and now it's, now I'm on day like 140 and I'm at 23,000 followers. Yeah. And yeah. And, and so people like, like it, it just it see, you, you seem like you're a loser until you're not yeah and and people people don't get it, man and Every, that's my biggest value everybody
0: loves to talk about Ed Sheeran being picked up on the street corner and then selling out arenas within a year, but they don't talk about the years he spent honing his craft. Oh, as yeah. A musician, right? Yeah. And it's like, okay, you can get practicing discovered. and
1: failing and yeah,
0: that's what it's all about. And, and you're so right, because, you know, success does take time. And I'm thinking more and less in seasons of my life. But a lot of times people graduate and they're like, what do you want to do for the rest of your life? And like, I don't know. It's like no seasons in terms of what do you want to do for the next 10 years? So yes. Maybe that's, a that's little exactly bit less. That's, yeah. That's, it, uh, that's
1: that's exactly it. Ten yeah. years, even even it could even be um I, it could even be like three years because I think on yeah. year two is on year two, if you really go hard for like two years, by year two, you'll have like a really good idea and some solid traction. And by like year three, you'll mm-hmm. be like pretty good. And then by year five, I actually think you can like have like really just like a ton of money. Yeah. And then like, yeah. Ten years is like a no-brainer, and then so, after that, maybe you get bored, and you then you switch to something else, like you said.
0: Yeah. So before we wrap up, brother, I, I want to ask really quick how folks can connect with you, uh, get in contact with you, and, and follow some of the amazing work that you're doing, and of course have the access to to Reverb and Commit Club and all of the, your projects.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, please reach out. I love talking to people, um, as you can tell. I just I really love talking, talking talk to people. <laughs> Yeah. Um my website has all my links edwardsturm.com. Okay. um and uh or you can you can it has like everything like LinkedIn, Twitter, TikTok um but my Twitter is show progress. This is a new Twitter that that I started and it's growing a lot faster than my old Twitter and it, it's it's more fun because like I have all of my TikToks actually go to that Twitter. Um and uh yeah, so Twitter, I'm I'm there at Show Progress on TikTok, Build in Public is my handle. And Instagram, Edward Builds. Um, those are like nice. my main, my main and LinkedIn, I love LinkedIn too. It's more yeah. of a professional thing, but hit me up there if you want. Hit me up. I love talking to people. Yeah. I'll have those
0: links in the show notes for everybody. And of course, I'll be sure to uh have them connect right by clicking those links last question edward this is usually a heavy one so uh, i I appreciate the authentic responses you've been authentic this whole episode i appreciate that but uh it's what's something you've seen or something that's happened to you that shapes the way you view the world as a man
1: um being broken up with when i was 25 that experience that experience told me like what i need to have my north star on and um that, that really shaped the world that, that shaped the way that I see the world as a man being broken up with at 25 and reading the way of the superior man and understanding immediately why I was broken up with and what I did wrong. Mm-hmm. And, um, it made things, it, it, it made things, uh, a lot clearer. Uh, that was, that's, that was the experience Changing for sure.
0: Trajectory for sure. No, yeah. I, I love it, brother. Thank you, man. Edward Sturm out of Poland. This did not disappoint brother. We, we went the gambit with this one. We went the whole time. So I appreciate you being authentic and sharing with, with the audience. Um, I'm going to recap really quick. Some of the things you said, because we covered a lot in a lot of different topics, but seeing a long-term vision that, that tended to be like the, the underlying theme, right. Of seeing a long-term vision. Do we start somewhere doing something, committing to something every day or a 30 day challenge? And it's okay if you fail eventually you'll make it. I loved when you said that. That was within the first five minutes. Like, you know, it's okay if you fail. Eventually you'll make it if you stick with it. Give it two years, two to three years, then five years. If you stick with it for 10, you'd be amazed at where you're going. And start with something that you're interested in. Don't just do anything. When you get out of work, that day job, you feel drained because you haven't found that thing that you can't stop thinking about or that you're passionate about. And then Fail a lot, don't take yourself so seriously. Put yourself out there, that's another way. And if you go hard putting yourself out there for six months, you could build a monetizable audience. And I was a weak man, meaning insecure. Man, yeah. how many of us at a young age were insecure and because of that we behaved uh, as so, uh, many would describe as toxic, right? Yeah, uh, we, so behaved, toxic. we behaved in insecure ways competitive against others not thinking about abundance and kind of putting others down instead of lifting them up that's what happens when you're insecure you are you're acting in weakness not in your strength which is where you are certain you are certain of the direction not the destination not exactly where you're going but you are certain of the direction and the habits that you've established and the routines that you've implemented into your life and then being a better lover How can we be a better lover? There's a lot of things, a lot of habits that some of us might have with by doing away with and maybe even using the uh, commit club as a little bit of an incentive could help you get to that level. And then, of course... uh, choosing where to live. It's cheaper to live abroad. The Schengen rules is what really dictated a lot of Edwards travel. And then if you want it bad enough, you could do it. You can make it on your own. If you want it, you just have to have the vision of how big what you are doing can get to get you through those slow days. And then raw garlic, um, is one of those weird habits Edward talked about. I love it. Uh, which he said is an aphrodisiac and then don't jump around, stick with one thing and not sticking one thing being the biggest failure, because Imagine how successful we could be if we stuck to that one thing. And don't be afraid to ask dumb questions. Edward, man, we ran the gambit with all the value on this one. Yeah, this is crazy. Yeah, it was. We
1: talked about a lot. Yeah, we did. Thank you for
0: having me. Man, I, I love doing this so much. Absolutely, yeah, man. You. This is a lot of fun, man. I'm gonna have you on socials. I'm gonna follow you. Let's keep in touch on yeah, social. Yeah, we'll sure. Definitely keep that relationship going. And, and to the audience, let's let's talk to you guys now. Thank you. Thank you for making it to the end. Thank you for rocking with Edward and myself all the way. If you guys got value from this, you know what I'm gonna ask. Do us a favor, share this with someone else you think is gonna get value too. Make, make sure you leave a rating to let us know how we're doing. Subscribe to get a new episode each and every single week because we do this episode for you. And of course, we appreciate all the feedback and the Love along the way. As we always say at the end of the episode, guys, everybody wants the sunshine, but they don't want the rain, but you can't get the pleasure without first the pain. Let's grow.
1: Well, let's get past the